Welcome to episode five of Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn Tracy and with me is Matt Leach. How's it going, Matt? Yeah, pretty good uh, this week. Actually, really good because um, I got yelled at today by a passing car while was I was it? walking my kids to school. Was it about your haircut? No, <laughs> it was actually about ADR. Someone yelled ADR rocks, which was really cool. And particularly because the kids said, what, what was that all about? And then I had to explain that, you know, daddy's a famous... Daddy's a rock star. Kid, yeah. And uh, so they, they really look up to me now. Dad's so. huge in Kazakhstan. Yes, dad is huge in Kazakhstan. Cool. And we've got a special guest with us. What's up? So I'm going to introduce our guest this week is known for branding. Uh, he's been featured in DNAD three times quite a few times maybe maybe more (laughs) maybe more um graphics branding annual as well been picked to be in that uh was the creative director of landor but not just in australia but also in paris um is still chairman of agda new south wales and we'll talk a little bit about that tonight uh and recently headed up re in sydney but I say recently because he's just moved out of Re and with two good friends, Andy Wright and Damien Borchok, to form a new studio for the people. So we're very happy to have Mr. Jason Little with us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so let's talk about for the people. I, w- I really want to know more about this because this, to put in context for everyone, um, Damien, ex-CEO of Interbrand, um, Andy, ex-managing director of RGA, and then you, ex-creative director of Re. I mean... That's a supergroup, yeah? It's the graphic design version of a supergroup. Although I'm like Ringo and they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. like, they're Paul McCartney and John Lennon. <laughs> so how, how did this happen? Um, oh, it was actually, it was quite cool. Like, I mean, I've worked with both of them about uh, seven, eight years, eight years ago. So we both we all worked at Landor. Um, Damien left, Andy left, um, I stayed, then I moved to Paris. They all went to Interbrand, did all their things. Um, I think every year since I left, we've had a conversation, me and Damien, about the potential to me go work with them again. Um, I just didn't really want to go from a landlord <laughs> to really it. No, like no, 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 no. I didn't like he, he, I, so I knew when I when I joined Lando and I worked with Damien. I, I, I mean, I learned so much, and he was amazing. And I think I got a lot better because of him, and Rich Curtis and Andy. Um, and then I think uh, I knew it was always going to be good if I worked with him. But then it's almost like, oh, but I need to try this on my own. Yeah. I need to explore new avenues. And, that, and it just felt like going from one large organization of, you know, nas- international place like Landor to go to an, an interbrand just felt like the same. May as well go to Future Brand and all those other ones right. brand at the end. It just felt a bit too samey. Um, and so recently, about fe- February, Damien called me again, said, would I like to catch up? Um, this is off the back of Mike Rigby leaving, who was chairman uh, of Agda um, in New South Wales and he he was just like look Mike's going would you consider taking this job and I kind of thought to be honest it's Interbrand no offense to Interbrand like it just it wasn't right for me and I just couldn't see myself going back there uh, or or to there ever and um and then I just said look we know we work well together rather than you 
me come and work for you. Why don't you come and work with me? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. So you hijack the conversation the of him trying, to, him trying to, let's not mince words, poach you. And you're like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. But how about instead of that, we just <laughs> pretty much jump over here to the right a little bit by ourselves. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool, actually. Like, cause Way I, to steer a conversation, by the way. I know. I know. Well, it, it, was, it was always on my mind, like um, people like uh, Damien, um, Andy, even I was thinking about Andy um, before that going, oh, should have grabbed him before he went to IGA. And um, yeah, and then he just kind of, he was really surprised by it. And then within about a minute, he started to warm to the idea. It was like, oh, this could be actually really interesting. Wow. And then it just took a long, long time. You know, you've got a CEO. Mm-hmm. It's like a big step to, to move away from a company that you've built into like 65, 70 people and had like nine years or eight years there or something. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of evolved. And then actually it didn't, I, I wasn't sure if it was ever going to happen. Like we talked about it, we met, we even started talking names and stuff. And then um, one day he goes, we should meet. There's been some developments and he's no longer at RGA. And so we all met for dinner next day. Well, we talked about that. And then the next day me and Andy went for lunch and we went, hey, let's talk about this. What do you want out of the company? And then next minute uh, we shook hands and went, let's do this. And then we texted David and said, hey, we're starting a company. (laughs) Do you want in? (laughs) What was what was the first name that you came up with? Uh, can you remember? We were struggling. I I liked um, for the purple. Yeah, for the purple. <laughs> in our Twitter, it's for the people O because it's A U at the end. But uh, no, so we're, we're trying. Um, I, I quite like to be continued. I, I actually really, so when I first got into um, design because I studied architecture. I was I got in because of that book, Small, Medium, Large, Extra Large, yep. by Bruce Mayer, uh, Rem Coolhouse, uh, and I thought, oh, it'd be amazing. Also, it had a kind of relation to my name, Small, Little, um, and I thought that would have been cool, and it relates to the types of clients that we work for, because I want to do all sorts, um, but yeah, that didn't stick. But our name was awful. The practice of naming was, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, we threw everything away that we all the processes that you put in place for others we threw and and forgot about them by accident mm. and then didn't go anywhere and so we had to go back to that after like just going around in circles but it was good it was mm. I mean, so fit for the people actually came from damien um probably giving away too much for what we're going to talk about on our podcast at some <laughs> point but um uh yeah he, he came out with that in a conversation and we just went hang on a minute this is exactly what we're doing design for because I think yeah. I, I'm sure people like Chris and uh, listening to Chris on here and Kevin like there's this real sense of design is not for the designer design is for the people yeah. and yep. so I, I, that's where it came from ultimately yeah it's nice do you know there's a for the people um, communication kind of channel I think it's for the people.com yeah, um, I know. You've heard. <laughs> the, the only reason it came up is a, is a bunch of people uh, were saying, oh, you need to get Jason on, but you need to ask him why he's got that really weird site. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. like, um, that's like <laughs> I love how everybody in design um, just about has some sort of slightly more famous doppelganger. So Jason Little, I think, what is it? Is it a is rugby yours? player? It's a rugby player, player right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's Chris Doyle is a director, yeah. I think. And Andy Wright is, uh, oh, I looked him up already. Oh, I'll come back yeah. to it. Some, something famous. It's awesome. There's a yeah. DJ with my name as well. Oh, right. Oh, really? yeah. Not that I've Googled myself, but. <laughs> <laughs> Lying right in my face, Jason. <laughs> so, so the sort of clients that you're going for, uh, are they, because you, you've talked quite a bit about startups and being really interested in what they're doing, the different models mm. that they're, they're sort of creating. 
Is it is that a particular target market you're going for with for the people? Um, I think so. We're it's really interesting, right? Because you you come from a business where you you've been doing it. The type of work we've done, all three of us, has been a certain type. I mean, it's been big branding destinations and all that stuff, and. So you're used to that, and then so it's, it's very easy to kind of walk away from an organization and go, okay, we're going to set up a company, what do we know, let's do what we know. Right. And then it doesn't feel like a challenge. I don't want to, we left those businesses for a reason, because they are maybe outdated models and, and just not up to date with, you know, everyone's going, oh, we need, to, we need to focus on digital, let's bring in, let's buy a digital agency, or uh, we, need to, we need to talk digital, I'm giving the kind of air, uh, Commas or whatever, but commas. But yeah, you got to mention air comments. <laughs> We've been through this. I yeah. think oh, I'm yeah. a serial air yeah. comment person. Yeah. And, and so um, it, we, we're kind of going. Okay, we've got nothing to lose, but like figure it out now at the beginning, and just try and kind of push our business into the direction we'd rather be right off off, off the get go, rather than kind of just you know like we've got one designer, but our next hire is probably going to be a developer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. al- it's almost like start getting the type of people that are going to help build the business towards where we want it to be, rather than just what we know. Um, startups are definitely one of the areas. I mean, you know, we've all we've all every single person I know right now has been reading how Google works. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. I think a lot of the Silicon Valley kind of mentality is definitely um, the way to go. It, it, like just organizations are far more nimble. Um, all the podcasts that everyone's listening to, things mm-hmm. like startup and all that, it just you get the sense of where technology and and um, user experience is kind of defining where brands are. Like if you look at, um, so recently just using like Google fonts, you know, like yeah. some of those ones, um, you realize that design is becoming almost homogenous now in the, in the, in the, in the kind of uh, device era. Like everything is kind of this uh, responsive design that kind of has to relate and so it's all the horizontal bands. So everything is becoming the same almost and so now you've got to go how are you going to differentiate how can you flip it yeah, yeah. so so yeah so it's, it, we're focusing on startups i think we're, we're even looking at how we um charge for that because obviously startups don't tend to have money at the beginning yeah um and and you know i think most organizations as well like big agencies you tend to do all these big uh projects that pay for people's salaries and the business, and then you either do freebies or you do pro bono stuff or you do um, reduced fees for something that you're really interested in. And I think our, our direction is if we can make it work with startups and help other organizations think like startups. Mm. I think that's that's it. Everyone's like clambering to go, we need to change, we need to change. And they're forgetting, they're, they're all focusing on technology and they're forgetting that actually the, it's the people um, within those organizations and customers and how they relate to technology that's going to shift things. So that's where yeah. we're focusing. And surely the type of clients that you get as well, yeah. that yeah. we engage with in the yeah. projects, yeah. And it's, I mean, you, you're talking about that, helping people kind of understand that startup mentality as well. Is that So I know your Vivid event that's mm. coming up, You, it is about startups, isn't it, or about starting a startup? Um, so we're, we're still working out the full topic of that. Mm-hmm. I guess it's about, um, we're looking at... Technology um, with a startup mentality. We're looking at culture with a startup mentality. Um, there's three areas, that, um, but we're, we're, we've got some pretty cool speakers lined up, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's just going to play into that whole day. But um, I think more and more, like tomorrow, actually, we're doing an event um, in our kind of co-working space that we're at called Work Club, which is uh, about technology and, and people and how they're kind of redefining the way business is done. So that I mean, that's the that's the other scary thing. I'm I'm definitely getting from working with people like Damien and Andy mm. is it's it's 
it feels far less graphic design or design because they're like super brains. And so uh, the business is really pushing in kind of this change agent kind of organization mm. at whatever level it's dealing with. Um, you, on, I know on your website, you've used the word disruptor and yeah. that, that kind of that, that change agent kind of thing, which is pretty exciting, I guess. And then, it definitely for a client, but maybe a bit scary for clients as well. Yeah, um, it is. And so I think, I mean, do you know, it's, it's actually really hard because this is another thing we're encountering the problem of you've come from all these organizations where there's massive reputation, good or bad. Yeah. You go, okay, I, I want to work with Interbrand. Oh, they've done X, Y, and Z around yeah. the world. They're, they're trustworthy. And then you go, oh, we've got this small agency. Oh, it's got the people that, that work there mm. and defined a lot of the work that they're doing. But how can we trust that you're going to be able to do it for us? Mm. And suddenly having to prove yourself. And you almost have this inner feeling of, uh, don't you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, but you can't because they don't know who you are. They don't care who you are. They just want to, yeah. they just want to get their work done. And they have no proof other than what you say you can do and, and kind of your website and and is that, is that, so is that a reason why it's important to have a personal brand so they can almost, I guess, I guess LinkedIn, those kind of things is a good place to, I mean, because some of the brands you've done are, are huge and actually almost quite defining for Australia. If we, if you think about Optus, for example, um, mm-hmm. taking us away from the horrible animals <laughs> and, and into, I don't oh, know. Horrible? <laughs> didn't I know, you, I didn't you like I the giraffe legs <laughs> I know you really like the animals. The, the penguins, they were cool. The penguins were cool. But um, I know you've talked a lot about that, but also the Melbourne identity, which kind of really started a bit of a, a roller coaster, I guess, for a lot of other um, cities to kind of rethink their logos and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, surely you being the kind of architect of those sort of things, isn't that amazing thing for a client to buy into? It, uh, do you know what? You, it, it doesn't really help. Yeah. I think um, I think maybe designers go, ooh, you yeah. did that. <laughs> um, but clients really don't, they don't care. I, I think if they've got an experience working with you, like five years later, you may end up working with them again when they realize, oh, there you are, you've got this other business or you're doing this. Like a, a lot of our clients are past clients from five or six years ago who've who are in a different organization yeah. and gone, oh, hey, right. do you want some work? And they remember... Just, the, just enjoyed working with you. Yeah, that's yeah. actually it. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's how business is defined. If they yeah. liked working with you and it was a good result and they looked good and you looked good and everyone succeeded, then they're going to work with you again. If, it, if the work was great but you're a dick when working <laughs> with, yeah. then why would they want to work with you again? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think things like City of Melbourne, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know if anyone cares, really. Um, and same with Optus... Uh, I mean, I still speak to the clients, mm. uh, not necessarily City of Melbourne, because I think when I went to France, it was kind of, you know, it's a couple of years now. But Optus, yeah, definitely speak to those guys. Um, but whether that leads to any other thing, I think, again, a lot, of the, a lot of the work that you get comes from conversations that someone is having that you don't know about at some point yep. in a conversation. And they go, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then it just suddenly someone calls <laughs> it you out of the blue and you end up working with them. Well, again, yeah, not being a dick as you, you know, so... Correctly. <laughs> Am I allowed to say no, that? Yeah, you can say <laughs> dick, dick, dick. Um, but um, we're, 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 yeah. allowed, we're actually allowed to say eight times. Oh, yeah, so that's we're, our, we're okay. We've got another. Everyone has one left. <laughs> Literally. Um, and and what about that? Kind of leads me to a bit of a question about showing work. I mean, you've 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 got all these history in really big agencies and and things like that. Can you just say, oh, you know Optus? Yeah, I worked on that. Or can you show the work? Or how do you get around? That is it your work? Because you've you've still got I, I noticed you've got JasonLittle.com. 
Yeah. .com was gone, I think, by the rugby player. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a holding, holding page. Yeah. Has it, hasn't learned how to code yet. Um, but So you've still got that, so where you're able to show some of your work. Yeah, um, so uh, there's always been a challenge, I reckon. So um, you've got all these designers that work in companies, and no longer is your work just yours. It tends to be collective of people. Right. And so every project has maybe five to ten people who own that project. And so... How can how can your staff talk about their work when they're no longer there? Um, how can an intern even show something? Like so, I think things like the rise of Behance um, have really changed things. I mean, one of my interns at the time, Joel Perez, now at Apple, he um, got me onto Behance way, way back in 2007, I think, and um, so that was a really cool way which you could you could connect to everyone who worked on the project and so everyone's like okay um these this is the team no one really overclaimed anything yeah and it's and it's almost i mean you kind of know especially if you're interviewing people kind of check up who's done what projects and they and they yeah, just find it's out a small industry yeah yeah so. exactly so so um i know there used to be issues with having things you know collect uh People have left a company and then their boss has called them up and gone, "How dare you have those projects on mm. my on my on your site? Get it I've off!" Seen something yeah, happen yeah, it's, it's horrendous. <clears throat> you know what? It's work. It's collaborative. You, everyone took part in it. I think it benefits the company mm. when the work is out there. Yep. And it's and I think most people are pretty good at going worked on at Landor or worked on at War or any of those places. You know, they they put on the right credits. And more and more, if you look at all the websites now of individuals, even like say Chris McLean or whatever at Interbrand and all those guys, they all have worked with worked up this yeah. place with these people. Yeah. yeah. So do you, do you think it's got something to do with the awards? Because we're, we're quite an industry that is governed by awards, but awards mean a lot to us, not really much to clients or anyone else, but it, they seem to mean a lot to us. Do you think that's what everyone is worried about? That I don't know. That, that you, you, you might get an award for something when, you know, you worked with other people or... But it costs money to enter awards, and so you would sure. only enter it when you're at a company. And so I don't. Right. I can't imagine any any designer who's left a company is going to be like, right, I'm going to enter this. I'm going to spend the money on a courier, on the, making the boards. Where am I going to get my Epson prints from? Yeah. A2. <laughs> it racks up the cost. You can't afford to do it. There's, that, there's actually. Um, I was thinking about awards the other day because you know, as I was glazing over my shelf. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I was thinking about the value of awards because they are losing a lot of relevance. Um, like in terms of nowadays, you can. It used to be the way that you got work out. Oh, we're the studio doing great work, but nobody knows about it. Oh, yep. here's an award to point us at people in the right direction. You'd be in a book or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, exactly. Right. And um, actually, I, I was thinking about when I first arrived to, in Australia. Um, how I knew who was good was I had uh, an early Agda annual, right. and I remember this was way back in the days with Dean Hasty and Nova and all right. that. And I remember that one annual had lots of work from Geordie McKenzie and all that when they yeah, were yeah, Nova. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I was like, I want to work there. And that, that was what the purpose of awards for me was. It was to point you in the right direction of what are the type of studios you want to work with doing the type of work you want to work on. Mm. And um, yeah, and, and, and the more I've realized, like you sometimes see companies kind of rave about their awards and, 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 and kind of really put it on a pedestal like it really matters. I don't think it matters to the company. I don't think clients give a shit. Ooh, I'm not probably not to say that. But I don't think they care about the awards from the company, they like to know, okay, this is a company that has is, is got a creative reputation, mm. it just fits into it if they're talking about you in some way or another. Mm. But actually awards for staff. Like a, a, a designer who works with you, who gets an award, suddenly has a shitload more confidence that they're, they're, 
their work is good. Yep. Whereas before they might have been kind of doubting it and kind of, you, we're an insecure lot. Yep. And so you win an award, they suddenly get a burst of energy like, yes, I can achieve stuff. And then they start doing more good work. Mm. And mm. if anything, it goes on their CV and they're more hireable. Yep. And so great that they're more hireable and people can poach them. But realistically, if a designer's doing good work, winning awards at your studio, they're probably more inclined to stay there because they know that they're doing the type of work they want to do and it's being recognized and people yep. are loving it. You know, yeah. it, it, all of that plays into the the individual in your team so it doesn't so for me it doesn't I don't care about awards for me but I want my team to win awards yeah. because I want them to feel like do you know what you're good we can do this together and then I kind and then you just kind of ping your client and go hey by the way that piece that we did that you thought was okay it won an award yay <laughs> I bet they like it then they do they love it yeah. but, they, but, they, but they're not gonna say can I get can I get one of the trophies to find my desk like it means nothing to them. Yeah, it's just confirmation. Oh, okay. So the company that we trusted with our with our identity or our brochure, whatever they yep. did, we were right. We were yeah. right. Thank you. Great. Might work with them again. It's mm. not like okay. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of a misconception about what awards are and why they're good or bad. I think because they cost a load of money. Um, so they really need to be like that actor one um, that was the reference I was talking about. Um, in that case, what it was was a, a reference point for that year of what work was happening, yeah. and it, it was purely an annual to go. Hey, this is the this is what the industry deems the best work of that year, and it's a record. I mm. prefer that. I like the fact that you get trophies and you can go. Okay, this was really good, and this was quite good, and that's why that one got a gold and that one got a, a yeah. finalist or whatever. I think I think you need levels. Remember that one year when Agda didn't do levels, and it's kind of like everyone's a winner. Right. Um, yeah. But but I yeah, definitely think it, it it helps. Like it's. I've lost my train of thought. It happens. So I mean, yeah. though, just picking up on Agda, though, obviously you're you're heavily involved with Agda, um, and there is a lot of talk about Agda potentially going to a, a yearly award as opposed to biannual. I know you've got opinions on that. Do you? Yeah, um, I look at um, awards. The so I, I remember I judged years ago, and I remember saying to Rita at the time, Rita Sio, who was the mm. um, president of Agda. Um, and saying, why can't we do it every year? It just doesn't make sense to have it two years. And she said, oh, there's not enough work. I think mm. there is enough work for what for our industry. There yeah. definitely is. Mm. And, and again, I think the challenge has always been you do the awards, then it's judged. No, you do the work. Then it's judged six to nine months or 12 months later. Yeah. Then um, the results come out. And then um, the annual comes out another year after that. And so you've got three years um, before the work that was Actually done shown, is in yeah. an annual, so it's three years out of date. Yeah. And by that time, if it's biannual, you end up getting um, derivative work because obviously design inspires design, and yeah. so it's a process of evolution. You can, mm. It's very hard to get like brand new original thing. It usually comes from seeing something. Oh, what if I do it in a different way? But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do this in blue. Yeah, <laughs> original. No, but, but um, so the work is no longer relevant because, yeah. and so that's what I've always seen is good work gets penalised because it might have been original three years ago, but then if you're judging it against something that was done two months ago, things have moved on, and and the judges think, things are moving on so much quicker these yeah. days as well. Yeah. It's like almost fads are coming and going overnight. So yeah, which which people have talked about for many years, but it really feels like it's happening now. So. That's scary. I came I actually came across um a design a DNAD um, annual from 1986 the wow. other day at someone's house, and um, it was really cool because it said stolen from uh, James <laughs> Smith or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like hand, you know, like signing his name. Um, but it was really cool because it um it had. It was almost all studio Dunbar and Pentagram. 
oh, wow. in, in the design yeah. section. I was thinking, no wonder they were at the top of the league yeah. these yeah. days because they won so much back then because I guess not everyone entered back then. You know, or they were just doing amazing, amazing work. But yeah. um, but it was really cool just to see. It was all black and white as well. I've got, I've got a couple of annuals, Stephanie Graffis annuals. Um, is Graffis still around? It is, but it, uh, it's I mean, different now, isn't it? I don't it's know. Like, it's, it's, it's not doing the books like it used to do. It does do the books. Right. It does do the books. I don't, I don't know. If, you just don't read books anymore. <laughs> I think it maybe maybe it's it's a new podcast. A, it might have lost a bit of relevance. Maybe because I, I mean you can like the thing is a lot, I know a lot of studios here that enter Graphis still and right. we used to enter it and and it's great to see like every now and then you see a, an Australian agency win platinum mm-hmm. and so it's on the cover and it's it's really good I know Old Group and Paul Garbett Mark Gowing mm. uh, Frost they all all win those ones and it's great but uh, I do think Graphis is it's just another one like it's almost now there's so many awards yeah you got to pick and choose like it used to be you know the Graphis annual was this this record back then but now there's so many design picture books and so many sources Mm. of inspiration that do you need Mm. that when you can go okay Agda's relevant to Australia then there's uh, DNAD internationally then there's Khan you know all that stuff there's everything yeah Yeah. I mean I I was looking at um, an annual a book design annual for Biographus and I just I remember thinking I would never throw this away because it was Mm. just every page had something that I could glean from it I looked at it recently and I just was so shocked by how dated it was. <laughs> it was like literally, this is sort of Carson, this yeah. it's kind of like ray gun kind of area, and it's just, yeah, it was really kind of like, oh wow, I, I don't think I can use this. But then not wanting to throw it away because it had kind of emotional significance for me. Stolen from, stolen <laughs> from. It's really, yeah, it's, yeah, I love that. It's so hard that when you like, we've all accumulated a load of books. You know, like that mm-hmm. era where you went. Oh, I've just got to own that book. And I was looking at this shelf. I was around at someone's house the other day, and I was looking at this she- this stack, like this shelf stacked full of design books. Mm. And then I was like, okay, about three quarters of those look really dated now. Mm. And yeah. will you ever look through them? And I used to have all the communication arts and yes. all these magazines. And then after moving around, you know, moving to Paris, and I'm still taking all this stuff. And then I bring them back, and then eventually you go, I get third about. Oh, I mean, you, took, you, took, you took them to Paris. Took yeah, book I, I, I was intending to really move to Paris. Uh, communication yeah, arts at, at yeah. one point was just. I, I remember searching for a particular issue that I'd miss, missed, and I just. <laughs> trying to find this before, probably before eBay really took yeah. off and it was almost impossible but it was yeah but I needed that issue otherwise my, my collection wasn't complete it, it yeah. was a great mag really I've got a, a, a really old one in my collection and yeah when you look at the work you're like ah seen stuff similar to that these days that's right. considered new like I mean trends come around you know something that was super different back then and then it I, do, I, I really remember Neville Brody's type books he had yeah, two type yeah, books yeah. and I think uh, when I studied Every single student had those two type books, and they. What Carson and Neville Brody? Well, no, Neville Brody had a type one and yeah, then type yeah. two. It's a contrast, and, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, weird, real, really real contrast. But at, at the time, it was like everyone had that, but I don't think they're usable in any way anymore because I think they were touching on new ground at the time, which is pretty, pretty dated and, and not areas that we really want to go to. Well, they say that fashion comes around every seven years, right? Maybe. So you should just go back to 2008 and just pick yeah. it up and every month churn out something else. <laughs> 2012 Olympics. Yeah. That, was, that was very 80s. True. true. Very true. true. We're on to so, something. So yeah. let's talk more about Agda because obviously you've been chairman of Agda for a while. Yeah. And I'm bringing this up knowing that my co-host has mixed feelings <laughs> about it. Um, and so talk, talk to me why you wanted to get involved with Agda and... Um, and what you're trying to do, I guess. All right, so I have mixed feelings about it as well. 
It's kind of like everyone. It's every, every designer has. I think one. everybody does. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, but then we have about design. It's like, do I do I really want to be a graphic designer? Like, you know, yeah. you think that all the time. Should I change? I want to be. I'm going to work with animals. I question the way I walk home every day. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? This is way more uphill than that other way. Yeah, sorry. It is. Yeah. No. Um, so so Agda, um, I mean, to be honest, I think I joined it on a on an up curve anyway, upswing. So there was already, I think, the work that Mike Rigby and the guys at Interbrand had done with the rebrand, and Mike was a very driven guy in terms of tra- believing he could, yeah, yeah. And, and he really believed he could shift the industry. Mm. Um, I, I, I always had mixed bag about Agda because um, I always felt like it was a closed community. I thought it was right. quite elitist, and I also thought, I mean, I think that about the, the, I used to think that about the design industry here in general, like it was, there was a bunch of people who believed they owned the the, mm-hmm. the industry body as a way, or that that was them, and then there was everyone else, and um, and and now I, and a, a lot of people wanted to get involved in Agda, so I'm like, what should making loads of noise? Um, a lot of people wanted to get involved with Agda, mm. but they didn't know how. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and and it was also because uh, now that it's gone national, I, um, there was a big difference before where I, I don't think. It, Actually, I'm, I'm rambling, but I don't know where it was going. I didn't know what the relevance was. It did a bunch of events. There's loads of cool events, like um, like I think about it all the time. Mm. Creative Mornings, free. Um, Defrost. Defrost. Defrost, um, yeah. There's, there's, just, there's a lot of things going on. Vivid, Ports Vivid, first, yeah, almost, all yeah. that. That's, that's uh, semi-permanent, analog, digital. Yeah. Like, they're all capturing uh, people's attention. Um, you've got to decide, like I think, you know, even I heard you talking with Mark um, the other day or uh, about, or was it Chris, uh, when you were talking about I'm uh, going to choose between Sagmeister or G. Lee. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to do the G. Lee because I've seen Sagmeister. Like, you, you've got to, things are expensive and you've almost got to pick your... your and time has yeah, value. Exactly. Yeah, time. Um, and so, uh, like, I, I'm trying to get the value of Agda up mm. like there's got to be a reason so i i i think anyone in the uk um is a member of dnad because they believe in dnad it's been there with their creative directors they grew up learning about ideas um it was like the one annual that came through your door and you went oh my god and yeah, everyone right. poured through it and everyone aspired to be it and it's a not-for-profit just like agda so so i met the ceo recently and he was over here tim Lindsay, and um Basically, all they they get all this money, and now they've gone three quarters of our revenue. I think is outside of um, the UK. No way. But so they now using all that that money to put it into places internationally. Wow. Which is why they did the new blood thing here. Yep. They've opened an awards thing in in Mumbai or India, and they're doing yep. stuff there. Wow. And they're going. If we're not for profit for the world, then we should really be giving back to the world, not just to the UK. Mm. So there's all things like they had the great workshops, um, just big training stuff. And a lot of the events are really low cost because the rewards are quite expensive, but mm. um, it gets a tra- it's advertising and design. So if you think about an organization, advertising has got a lot of money. Design doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it's true. You know, the fees are vastly different. So you've got all that coming into DNAD, and so they can afford to do it. And Agda is design and it doesn't get enough money and, and actually conversely like back to the awards every two years uh, membership seemed to go increase and then yeah. the, second, the year in between <laughs> it dropped of course because you got a discount on the awards yeah. and so yeah. why that's like that's typical of any awards if you're a member you get a discount so there's just got to be better ways i'd love it if we can get agda and this was mike's vision as well to be honest if we can get Agda to a place where people just want to be part of an organization that is all about community, getting involved, providing opportunities, um, you know, opening up 
education uh, opportunities in Newcastle. Like I, I did a talk yeah. there, and I, and the students were like, "How do we get jobs? How do how do we you know mm. what do we need to do? Because we're in Newcastle, and do we need, how do we get a job down in Sydney? Oh my God. It's like yeah, and mm. and there's no opportunity. Whereas DNAD has the Youngblood exhibition, where every uni around the UK, from like you know Aberdeen Uni and all that, they send three students, uh, their top mm. students down to the Youngblood show and so there's this big really? exhibition where everyone goes for a week and there's workshops it's and ma- training. Yeah, it's huge and it's, it's, um, it's it, you, you get in that and you're pretty assured that, of But that's the career. future mm. of an organisation like Agda from, in my mind. Yeah. I, I don't know if <laughs> anyone else agrees. Well, why don't we do that? Yeah, well, it's, you know, um, we've been talking about it and that's what yeah. I also talked to the guys at DNAD about because I would love... But, so it's like a traveling show. So maybe. yeah, well, it, might, it might need to be one big one mm-hmm. that that you send people from people from Perth come and like different unis and because of the the cost to organize something like that um, to get the space to have the setup. Um, to send the students around, like the unis have to pay for the students to, to physically travel. send the students around. Yeah, so they 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 literally. I mean, the the DNA to Youngblood stuff. It doesn't travel. It's just in London, but everyone right. knows that that is the place to be for that week right. if you're looking for the best students in the industry. Right. I, I love the idea of a level playing field. You so, know, like so many creative directors are asking for that as well. Yeah. They they just can't afford to go time poor again, mm. but cannot afford to go to every single exhibition. Yeah, uh, and so they they end up having to choose, yeah. almost with you know blind choosing. But if there was a place that they knew was the place, because the individual unis, I mean, uh, they they've still got their own degree shows, and that still happens. You mm. still get like a lot of the students. But then, if if ACTA becomes like the the pinnacle mm-hmm. of like the best students from all around Australia go into this place, and I just, I think there's a there's a relevance there for for ACTA in that stuff, and and also. Um, the more we start helping the industry, I mean, we're already doing a lot. I mean, like so much to help. Like all, most of the events break even, and sometimes mm-hmm. lost. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you put in a lot of effort and and time, and it's all volunteers. So I, I do think like it's very easy to criticise an organisation, especially like, one that you're not helping. Yeah, contribute to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yet it's all it's all volunteers. And I mean, there's, there's yeah. a couple of uh, people who who get paid, but they do like three people's jobs. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, I I, th- I think that's what this, we we need something like mm. uh, I, in France there was no organisation. I'd be like, hey, so w- where's the industry thing? Uh, like, what's going on? Oh, there's nothing. There isn't one. And oh. it's like, and it, I felt the vacuum of of not having a community that you could tap into. Like, students come along to those events and they might know you from an internship, and mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, can you introduce me to that? creative director or mm-hmm. I, I just think that it's a really good um, thing I think in New South Wales right now I mean it's been yeah. they're doing great like yeah. no, there's great. a real energy sold out events and yeah. just, just a really good vibe which is not... so Paris though how, how, why have they got nothing I, mean, I don't know it was did, very... did something fail or I don't know it's like the, the companies don't talk to each other it's almost like you work at one and, and it's your studio and mm. your culture and you know you don't care what's going on and then someone poaches one of your staff um, I mean, I know that's universal, but it just felt really kind of secretive. And mm. there was the like the awards events and stuff, and the magazines that they have that kind of um, above just the kind of design level, like conversations about business and things. But um, yeah, I, I, like I went and saw Philip Applewalk when he, he I mean he came here and did a talk. But I actually mm. went and saw his studio when I got there because I was like, okay, I'm in Paris. I know Philippe's here. I've never yeah. met him. Hey, Philippe, can I come around your studio? It was cool. He's got a really like huge, lovely space. Um, but it, but again, I never had anything to do with him other than that one 
time mm. I met him. And, right. Um, there was a, there's like uh, the TDC show, you know, the Type Directors Club of mm. New York. That goes to Paris and it's held in the um, Ecole de Visual Communication. Um, and that's because one of the directors or, or someone connected to that is one of the, is France's top typographers, Jean-Francois Pochez. And so he's part of TDC. And so he kind of worked with the university to bring the exhibition there. So that's where I met him and other people in the industry at this kind of event. But it, it, two years and it felt like, where's the industry? Yeah. So I, seriously, in that vacuum, like coming back and like, I love being part of Australia and the design scene here and Agda and mm. it's just cool. It's like, a good community. It, 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 it does feel like we're starting to, it feels like we've turned a corner almost in the last year or two where we're, we're really starting to help each other more and, and, uh, and even sort of directors and CEOs are actually looking at more to how to kind of Build. I think they're calling the intrapreneur, which I really hate. But, the intrapreneur. Um, the intrapreneur. So it's an entrepreneur, but within the business. Right. Okay. Sort of thing. So, uh, which is which is a really nice sentiment in the sense that you know someone might be doing something different that their the, the business can almost help sort of mm. get get up there. Mm. I, I guess this project is a bit like that as well. God, I hope not. <laughs> Far out. I hope no one ever calls me an entrepreneur. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at you, Flip. Step right in front of the bus. On the it's a horrible thing. It's one of those corporate me. terms oh that people God. can kind of understand. Make yourself feel creative when you go home. <laughs> so um, we need to, because we, we keep on um, forgetting, we, Mark Stott left you a question. Yeah, right. He did. Okay, cool. That's my job, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, study on um, last last week asked our question of the week, um, which is I think we've actually talked a little bit about this, which is, which is quite nice. But I mean, we'll see. Put, putting you on the spot, obviously, that's the point. <laughs> but um, with all with all of us being so time poor. Um, do you personally tend to take shortcuts on the traditional design process, so ideate, create, review, that sort of thing, um, or is it non-negotiable? Yeah. Um... I think everyone is taking shortcuts. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, nowadays, I mean, the time has changed. Maybe it was when you were younger, you felt like you got given more time and just everyone had no time. Yeah. The more senior <laughs> they got. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling, like I was saying earlier, with, um, with my own business. Like, it feels like a conveyor belt of, of job after job that you're just racing to get on top mm. of and get out the door and tick so you can get the list done. And um, it doesn't help when you're really slow on, on the tools now cause well, like, because this, this is really interesting because you've been in a creative director role and now I mean when you talked about the one designer before are you talking about yourself yeah oh no so I've got Liv, Olivia King so right. she's amazing she was with me at, um, at Reed briefly um, so she so it's me and her doing a lot of the design and you know, I'm still struggling. I, I wrote to Adobe the other day going on Twitter, just complaining that I can't get two points to snap anymore, like grab an object and snap it to a point in Illustrator. I'm sure in my day it's got to turn it on. It's got to turn it on. No, it's on. It's like smart guides and all that. Like I'm sure a year ago, everything was like all perfect. Um, and now I can't do anything. So it takes right. me hours to make accurate stuff and it's annoying the hell out of me. But yeah. so the, the shortcuts, the shortcuts on... on in, in terms of like how we work, like right now, I don't know the shortcuts <laughs> on the Illustrator and stuff. But um, as a, as a design process, like um, what Mark was saying, I guess um, everything has got quicker. So, like about five years ago, um, we got this. There was this discussion in Landor about this thing called twenty four hour crit. So it wasn't my. I didn't coin that. But um, they said like, how do you how do you get away from designers um, just putting two weeks on a project and not cracking it? 
and then or putting two people on the same project and not cracking it mm. and so um, it kind of evolved and it, and it really works when you've got um, like as a process now I think this is exactly how I do it which is um, you get three people because everyone always complain, complains oh that's not fair that person worked on this job or this yep. person worked on that they always get the arts organisation to have to work on this bank um, <laughs> And so what you do is you go, okay, you'd cut up the budget and you go, and instead of one designer for three days or, or for five days, you go, we're going to give three of you one day and then the, the chosen concept is going to have two days to develop. And then you, you basically give them 24 hours. So you go brief in the morning and then the next day we're going to review. Um, and so, I mean, that's like eight hours or you might, but, you know, design comes to you and all time, like you're in the shower. Oh, I've cracked it. So... <laughs> So, so we do that, and it's very loose. It's like not Mac work. It's like, what is the idea? I think more, I mean, the more and more you look at, like everyone's kind of doing that stuff now. But that process of um, try and crack the idea, and you almost you don't need to see visual design to understand mm. a good idea. Like if it, I, I think if a designer yeah. can explain an idea verbally to you, and you go, oh my god, that's brilliant, you know it's going to work. Enough. Yeah. That's enough. And so we have mood boards and shit stuff like that but <laughs> my mum says I swear too much so does Joe actually but um, we, we put um, we, we put a bunch of visuals but it's more about the idea And but you fast prototype it so you're going through like 20 or 30 ideas um, and you're not worrying about it and you know this um, like designers um, we can get quite precious about the work we've just put in all this effort um, we've crafted it and then a client's told us to change make that thing bigger yep. and you get you get all whingy about it it's not fair they don't understand they're ruining the design not really you know mm. but by not by doing that, it means that you're not wed to any ideas yet, yep. and so you can get rid of the crap before it's kind of got too developed. And so we do that really fast, and and then the development even it's like just try twenty ways in which you can work this out. Like visually, don't just get stuck on one f- format. Yep. And all, all the best work when I think about it has been done by others, uh, like by d- done by others, like rapidly. Mm-hmm. And so then collectively, you're making the decisions as well. It's not like the creative director going. I think that one, although I do do that quite a lot, but you kind of go, what do we all think? Do we like that one? Okay, who wants to work up that one? And mm-hmm. everyone's sharing. Like, it's, it's, it's the, the challenge right now, you know, when we're talking about shortcuts, mm. is because I'm used to having a team working on 20 different projects and you've got like 15 different designers all doing different things and some on certain project at one time on concepts, some are developing, you, you do end up being this person bouncing around like projects going, and, and you can almost look at it from a distance and go, oh, well, if you just do that, that will make that idea work, or I'm using my hands to gesture. <laughs> and you can point to this one and go, okay, I'm not convinced there, but what if we try this? Oh, that's a really interesting thing. Maybe we can pull that. And, and you have this overview mentality, which really helps you kind of find the brilliance and people, could people get too close to it. Mm-hmm. What I've discovered even yesterday was I was working on this identity and I was... The deadline, I worked all weekend and the deadline was at three o'clock and I haven't told anyone this, so it's coming out. And <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm working my way through the design and that morning I showed my girlfriend Joe, hey Joe, this is what I'm doing. And she's like, where's, where's the idea? I'm like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, explain the idea. I was like, oh, it's kind of about this and that. <laughs> and she goes, okay, so how are you relating that back to all, all the, the parts of the applications? I was like, um, and she goes, why don't you think about it like this? And I was like, oh my God, you've just solved my problem. And, I, and it really was that. I was just worried about getting the work out in time and I knew I had like two days worth of work to cram mm. into one day and yeah. I was work, you know, I was up at 6 a.m. doing it and I was just going, I need to fill this presentation with all the permutations that I've said I was gonna do. 
and I lost sight of it. And it just took someone step back from the process to go, okay, you're just missing this bit. And it, it was literally one comment that she mm. said, and then the whole presentation hung off that. And, and this, this just yeah. goes back to the collaboration, which I think a lot of our guests have been bringing up uh, time and time again, just mm. this idea that how important collaborating is. Yeah. Um, so, so people can look at that kind of... Oh, do you know what? Like the whole well shit. Well done, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? That's the one problem is like you realize how much better everyone else is. I mean, I always knew that anyway, <laughs> but, um, but she definitely hits that home. There was actually, um, I got a good one um, on collaboration. So um, this guy, Joao Perez, that I mentioned, Liv, Liv, Liv yeah. hates the fact because I seem to mention He's him amazing. every Joao, day. Joao is amazing. I know. Yeah. I've, I've, never, I've never met him, but every time I see Jason, mm. yeah, he talks I mean, about him at some wait, point. Wait, 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 so so he's now? an Apple now. Right, um, yes. And he's working with um, Alexis Waller, who was my other amazing designer oh, yeah. at Re, yeah. and she's now gone there, so they're working together. But he did something really am- amazing. He left me, which kind of sucked mm. when I was at Landor. He, he kind of left after a year, um, and he went into brand, which even more sucked. Um, but um, I don't think anyone knows, but when we were working on the City of Melbourne identity, he was like, he was super good and enthusiastic and I remember I emailed him and said hey Joao trying to think of like I want an ugly typeface for the city of Melbourne logo type (laughs) you could have called me I'm really good at doing bad type (laughs) something that's a kind of bit on the edge and like people aren't going to like or they Mm. might like and and also for the body copies and stuff and so he came back and he went look I was like we're looking at Bakshish and all these different typefaces and he went oh um, what about a RET? It was a T26 font. It was like 30 bucks or something. And, um, oh, and then he goes, actually, let me get back to you. And then at, 10 minutes later, he sent through two layouts using a RET. And, he goes, I also, this is, and then he goes, I also think you should use Mercury and Gotham as the secondary fonts. This was before Mercury, uh, they wow. both were like everywhere. Gotham's everywhere. And he did the layouts and he was working at Interbrand and he did those. And that provided the type set, um, structure for City of Melbourne. He didn't wow. even work there. And, that, and, that, and not a lot of people know that, but mm. that's the co- like collaboration. Like even when you're not in a team, people are collaborating and kind of they're passing on thoughts like Joe yeah. uh, today. Like it's just, I think it's just the community of people around you influence the work you're doing. It's really mm. cool. It's a lovely, it, lovely the thing to, to finish on. Yeah, I think we do need to wind, wind <laughs> things down. Is that it? We've been talking about how long. We'd love to hear from listeners, actually, whether if you're happy with the the length. And um, I always wanted to do three hour podcasts or something, and um, just because the people we were talking to are just so well, I've got so much to ask them, basically. But it doesn't mean that we've just been talking about how time poor everybody is, and you want to do a three hour bloody podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? Time everyone's time poor, but they're more than willing to talk about stuff, right? (laughs) That's true, true, Jason. But we want people to listen. Um, okay, we, uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to Australian Design Radio. Uh, let's go around the table before we jump out of here. So, Matt, where can people find you after the show? Uh, Twitter, at Leechworth, uh, LinkedIn, obviously, and also Instagram, Matt underscore Leech. And, sir, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Jace Little, J-A-S, no E. Um, and then, um, oh, I guess, our, you, oh, you can go on to our, I never talked about that, our podcast. Yeah, but it's, um, yeah plug away. Jur- journal at For The People, no, is that right? Uh, journal.forthepeople.agency. It's really long and convoluted, but there's like an article because it's all about us setting up so we're, yeah. we're, we're documenting the whole process we'll, we'll make sure that's in the show notes so people can yeah yeah elevator pitch it though so you're documenting your oh, process okay. of so we ran an event last year from Agda um, called Out on Your Own and it, yeah. it revealed to me that everyone wants to start a startup or wants to break out of the large organizations which are broken and so we thought with oh, a, a whole other conversation yeah I know we should have talked about that right but so <laughs> the three of us have gone 
why don't we document it and provide a resource so that anyone can go on and see a the financial things how to get clients um how you kind of even become a, a new business like just all of the stuff that you want to know that no one ever told you and have it as a resource and it kind of is it's similar to i guess startup by alex bloomberg but it's very much focused on creative industry yeah. and it's just it's, it's just something to just help people make that jump yeah. If, they're, if they're thinking about it it's cool. like especially like I always have like a bit of an educational tinge with all this sort of stuff like oh my god if you are a new design graduate or if you're thinking about starting your own business or something you should definitely listen to that show because they're going through it and, right now and we had UTS students work with us on it you did, and yeah. so, so even then it was like you know we're, not, we're seeing companies with 26 year old CEOs like imagine if you yeah. knew how to build a company when you're just out of uni oh, yeah how cool is that so this is part of the project as well as like really kind of pushing the education side of it yeah so. yeah and I'm sure our listeners would really enjoy that as well so we'll put that in the show notes it's on iTunes as well by the way and it's so, on iTunes yeah, cool. by, by the people is the title I think by the people the naming we'll come back to that <laughs> <laughs> maybe something for another show but uh, we'll make sure all this is in our show, in the show notes um, you can also find me at flintracy.com and also on twitter at f-o-y-n-t-r-a-c-y you can find this episode and more at australiandesignradio.simplecast.fm and you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at a-u-s design radio and if you want to get in touch uh, with the show we'd love an email from you if you've got suggestions of people that we might want to have on the show or you've got a question that you might want to ask someone um, we'd love to hear from you so you can email matt at matt at ausdesignradio.com or flynn f-o-y-n at the same thing um thanks everybody thank you cool thanks, thanks for having me it's really cool it's really hot here by the way it is really Okay, bonus question time. So we're going to ask you a question um, that we're going to ask our community and audience and we're also going to ask the, the next guest that we have on the show. So I've been talking about education and how you kind of inter- interact with the like, new generation of designers. So I'd love to know what um, the next speaker is personally doing to engage with the education and provide the opportunities for the kind of interns and, and, and the newbies in the design industry because I think the more people that can do some interesting stuff, the better. So I'd love to know what are they doing that's going to shape the future of the design industry or creative industry with regards to the next generation. Quite a lot of responsibility. I know. It's on, it's on your shoulders. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, we'll be, fi- we'll be physically pointing at them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Thanks, Jace. Thank you.